Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Together for the Gospel. Together for the Gospel is happening April 14th through the 16th in Louisville, Kentucky, and registration is now open, and you already know this. Our listeners get a $10 discount when you use the promo code DOCTRINE upon checkout. Go to t4g.org to register and get all the details. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. I'm tired, okay? I know. going on. Listen, I I know you hate when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, you go ahead. ahead. I'm going to say it. All right. That sermon today Mm -hmm. was on fire. Okay. Yeah, see, I don't. Yeah. First of all, I already texted that to you. I know, I, I know. It was right just as sincere when you texted it. Oh, see, it. okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, everyone, yeah. if you are not right no. now uh, following. Uh, Why are you trolling church, me right now? The Why are you trolling? No, no, no. You need to listen to, uh, mm-hmm. well, today's sermon. Yeah. So it'll be tomorrow when you hear this. Yeah. So it's a September 22nd. You yeah. Got it. September you 22nd. Listen it. You got to listen to it. It's great. All right. That well, was a great sermon. You know what I did? What was different about that sermon yep. was usually people will preach on Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and then they will preach on Jesus cleansing the temple. Mm-hmm. I pushed them both together, and it was and great. Said, we're gonna do. We're gonna look at Jesus uh, sorrow, and we're gonna look at Jesus anger. That's right. And we look at that, and how it points to Jesus's love. That's right. See and how it reveals the heart of God. You're welcome. See, I listened. I listened, but not in a. Not not in in the sense that God would make make God passable because He's impassable. Uh, yeah, I guess. So I had to get that in there. So as soon as you, yeah, I was like, I was telling Michelle, I'm like, well, you didn't say. I thought you were gonna be like divine impassability. I was nah, like, I don't want to confuse everybody. That yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I do have one problem though with your sermon today. Oh yeah. I, I felt like you misspoke. Oh, I probably did. You did. Uh, when you said happiness and anger, you said I have two basic emotions: right. happiness and anger. Yeah. That's not true. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. You and, have, I, and I, I said I have happiness and anger, and they're stunted. They're you, not even fully developed. That's right. But, but, yeah, but, but that's not true. Mm. You have annoyance and anger. No. Yep. That is, I'm happy. Nope. I get happy. Don't you? Yes, I do. When have you ever been happy? Uh, when you finally got rid of that dumpy Ford Focus and finally got a good car this that, weekend. That made me happy. Should we you, talk about that? Because we can talk about the things that make no, me happy, no, 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 because you were annoyed by it. No, I was. I yes, was annoyed you by, by yeah, your you, junky no, Ford Focus. No, no, no. You were was, so you were so annoyed that you had to come in here and say, "Oh, the trunk! Oh, the trunk! Oh, the trunk!" Okay, so, so Jimmy small. has this nice car now. Jimmy finally has a you know car that you know a vehicle. Just leave it befits his uh, status, let's say. And um, and uh, so I was I was trying to find uh, Jimmy does not like he doesn't care about cars. He's like he's got a car now. And it's not a Ford Focus from Canada. So um, he's got this car, and it's a, it's a really cool car. It's a really nice car. I really like it. And I'm more into it than he is, I think. So uh, I was looking for ways to dog on Jimmy's car. So I read this long article, and I, it's a long article breaking it all apart. How to, the only thing I could find that was any level of, of a negative on it was that for its class – its trunk is slightly smaller than the others. <laughs> it's the only negative I could find. I mean, you would think. I listen. If it, if it was a BMW, I could have found some negatives. Mm-hmm. Or like, nope, nope. Turns out Bentley doesn't make a lot Stop of it. Uh, what. I am not. Is I say too much? Driving a Bentley. <laughs> no, not Jimmy's not driving. driving a Bentley. Stop it. But it does start with a B, and it rhymes with spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're so dumb. I wish you did have a Bugatti. That would be so great. <laughs> So, anyways, Joe. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what? What the time is nigh. It you know, um for uh what for the West Coast Conference. Well, that's just yeah, it's just a week away. It's, we're well, leaving Friday. We leave this Friday. We're le- did you get us tickets? Because I did. I, I was did, I supposed yeah, to do that? I, you were, and I okay, did. Okay, okay, but good. So I still got it done. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, I got now, it done by the hotel. You do though it. you got right. Um, yeah, Chris. I think Chris Bobletti, um will stay there. No, I'm pretty sure he never he never forget it. Yeah. So, but he did not get it. No, he he did not get it. He did not get it. <laughs> you didn't get it, did you? No, I don't get it. No, you're supposed to do that. I don't do the traveling See, thing. You're right. the travel guru. All right, well, I I'm the gnome. I'm the travel it. gnome. I, I just knew it. I yeah. knew you weren't going to do it, so I went. Yeah, no, 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 man. You know, I'm busy being the brand. I'm busy, you know, taking oh. pictures of myself, selfies, posting them. <laughs> hey, everybody, what's up? Come and see me. YOLO. Yeah. So, so anyway, so this Friday, though, mm-hmm. this Friday, we've got a hangout happening for those in Southern California or Southern, uh, what is it? Sword, Southern Orange County. That's right. That's right. So if you have registered and if you haven't, go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash West, register, yep. and we will send you the secret meetup details yeah. where you can hang out with the Jofo and everybody. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be from 7 to 10 p.m. Mm. It's going to be great. And then Saturday, the conference kicks off. It's going to be, as the kids would say, Bananarama. I think that's what they say now. To kid, do yeah, they I, think, say, I think they say that, yeah. No, is that real? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you said it with such authority <laughs> yeah, that I'm no, like, maybe I, they I, are I, saying I, that. I that. just made that up. So uh, it's going to be, I, so, I'm so pumped, man. man. DrVotion.com slash West. Register now. It's going to be so much fun. Listen, we got we to gotta do this because um, we're at the church. Yep. And Sojourn, our youth group's going to start up soon. And uh, we have to be out of here. Yeah, well, if we're around, they're gonna we're like, hey, you guys want to play a game? And I, I don't really play games. No, no, no I don't want to. See, do there's that. that annoyance. Yeah, well, it's and, not annoyance. Then, yeah, I still want to do it. And then anger. I don't want to do it. I'm happy. Things yeah. make me happy. Nothing makes you happy. Finding out that you had a tiny trunk made me happy. No, it didn't. It did. No, it must have annoyed you because it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, it, it annoyed me that it wasn't smaller and more of a <laughs> actual negative issue. <laughs> hey, you know what we should talk about? What's that? The 1689 chapter 20 paragraph two. Let's do it. Let me go ahead and read this so we can get right in. This promise of Christ and salvation by him is revealed only by the word of God. Neither do the works of creation or providence with the light of nature make discovery of Christ or of grace by him so much as in a general or obscure way, much less that men destitute of the revelation of him by the promise or gospel should be enabled thereby to attain saving faith or repentance. All right, old Baptists, Baptists of old that paragraph's a little awkward to read, mm-hmm. but Jimmy, you read it well. Thank you. Very, very well. Thank you. I felt like I was on par. You were on point. Oh, thank you. Which is thank better you. than being on par. Par is average. On point in golf parlance means uh, it's like a birdie or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take your word yeah. for it because I don't really know golf. I don't know anything about golf either. Um, but the point here is that um, it, it's basically uh, sola scriptura along with solus Christus, right? It is that... Um, the promise of Christ, right? Because that's really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the promise of Christ is not revealed in nature. So general revelation does not make manifest the gospel. And apart from a communication, preaching, writing, that sort of a thing, apart from a communication of the written word of God, uh, no one will attain saving faith or repentance. So that's the, that's the big picture here. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about this, Jimmy. We know we... We know we've been talking about this. We talk about this a lot, that the gospel is revealed in the word of God. But to suggest that it isn't revealed through creation or providence suggests that some things are revealed in creation, right? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, theologians would talk about that as they split them into 
different revelations, right? You've okay. got special revelation, mm-hmm. which we, we talk about a lot. It, uh, uh, the gospel revealed, Christ revealed uh, through scripture, right? Uh, and then general revelation. Okay, so special revelation falls into categories like uh, scripture, mighty mm-hmm. acts of God, mm. Christ himself, and all of that, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Generally, we probably are just referring to most commonly scripture. Yeah. And then um, general revelation uh, meaning creation, conscience, right? Yep. God's. So, what are what like where where can we go in Scripture that you think would maybe speak of these things? I mean, yeah, I mean the the, the psalmist talks about mm-hmm. you know uh, like all of creation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, points to the glory of God, like his he is revealed in that, right? So I think let me bring it up here, Psalm nineteen. Um, first half of Psalm 19 is really general revelation, right? So it's verses one through six. It's, it's, um, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. Verse four, their voice goes throughout all the earth and all their words to the end of the world. So general revelation, right? Declaring God. And then the second half of Psalm 19 is all special revelation. It's the law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord. So it's a really great place to go. Commandment of the Lord. Yeah. So so Psalm 19, that's a good passage to go to Mm -hmm. start to study and meditate on general and special revelation. But when we're talking about um, general revelation, what do you think could be revealed about God? Uh, I mean, one, I think just that uh, God is 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 creator, right? Like, mm-hmm. as you look at creation, you That's know good. that how did this kind of how did this all get put together? Right. Right. I mean, uh, Colossians talks about that, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that he is the creator and the sustainer of all things that the every breath that we take, how how every it, move that we make. And that wasn't even in my mind. And I, I'm, I'm actually really proud of you, Joe. You're welcome for that. Um but just as as we look at creation and we see how it's all put together, how it's in this delicate balance, we know that there's that there is a God that has uh, orchestrated all this. Yeah, you know, I think C.S. Lewis talks about this in Mere Christianity, that arguing that you know people should be able to know that God exists through general revelation, through conscience and creation, that and that He is good, that He is holy. Uh, and that we are not. Yeah. We, I mean, he, he argues these things sort of logically. In Romans chapter one, uh, we get sort of a peek into this and into what we're talking about here. In verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them. So get that. What can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Mm. So where has God shown it to him? to them. Verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So there is an aspect, there are aspects of God that we should be able to get mm-hmm. from creation. Like you said, that he is, um, that he is creator, yep. sustainer, um, that he is good, that he is powerful, that he is sovereign, things like that. We should be able to to discern some basic truths that God has made known in creation. And how do we do it? How do we do with that? Like, how are we doing on our interpretation of who God is based on general revelation? Uh, we're not very good. Uh, you don't think we're that, that good at that? No, no, because, no. Uh, you know, I mean, the 60s happened. and uh, what, happened, what happened in the 60s? Yeah, people just started peace, love, hugging trees. Before that, though, were they... 
Before that, oh, it was. Are you asking? Is the six? I think the six is the culmination of such things. Okay, but you know, probably all before that, people worshiping trees and plants, and I mean, we're even at the point now with uh, (laughs) with with Union Union Seminary, Union Seminary confessing, uh, confessing how they have wronged plants. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're confessing how they bonged plants is really what I think they're <laughs> probably doing there because uh, that had to be not only one of the most blatantly idolatrous things I've seen any seminary do. Dude, I, thought also it, just, I thought it was fake. Yeah, it, it was so the, – the parody from Babylon B where the plants uh, eat the people by not accepting their – was only slightly – uh, more unbelievable than what Union <laughs> Seminary actually did. Yeah, like l- listen to what it continues to say in Romans. They're without excuse, right? God's made himself known to them. They're yep. without excuse. So they they, sh- they should have been able to perceive that God is. Verse 21, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened, claiming to be wise like Union Seminary, they became fools. Like Union Seminary. And exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. This is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, this worshiping of creation. So it's like, creation's big, man. The yeah. creation is impressive. It's it's breathtaking and and, and it is awe inspiring. Like I, I do understand that point of like looking at mountains or looking at at the ocean or uh, seeing the still water across this this beautiful lake and just being able to sit back and be amazed at the Lord's creation. Right. But some people take it a different way and they exchange mm-hmm. right for that image resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things and. I can, I can, I can sort of understand, especially in our sinful state, why people are are drawn to it, right? We're drawn to worship the created things because they are so much bigger than we are. Like the created, they, they like George Carlin had this whole um, routine, and it's it, it's in some of his books where he talks about how he now I worship the sun. He says, right? He says I worship the sun uh, because, well, I can see the sun. It's like I can leave. I can't see yeah. God. Why would yeah. I worship a thing I can't see? I can see the sun, so I, I worship. And you know what? The sun is there for me every day. And it, except when it's cloudy, yes, yeah. But it's still there, and He knows it's still there. And the sun also brings things like heat and light and food. Uh, it doesn't ask for money. It doesn't make me dress up. Like He has all. It is. It's. It's actually a very funny bit yeah, from yeah. an atheist perspective. Um. <laughs> and he has this line, which is sad. But he says, interestingly enough, I have found that the prayers I offer to the sun and the prayers I formerly offered to God are all answered at about the same 50% rate. Yeah, that's sad. It's sad, right? Yeah. So, but I, like, it's, you can see it, you can experience it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy. And this is one of the ways the devil ropes us in to worshiping the things that are created. So back to the 1689, mm-hmm. um, the light of nature, creation itself, general revelation cannot bring us to the place where we can know God because knowing God in our sinful state requires a mediator. Yep. Mediator is not revealed in nature. No. You, you, you can't come to know Jesus. You can come to know perhaps that God exists and that you are sinful and you have grieved that God because of the law being written on your heart, but you can't really know how to be made right with God. I mean, there's, there's, 
few places that you can find that. Obviously, scripture, but I mean, when you want to kind of grow deeper in this knowledge and, and right. love for God, I mean, there's there's only really a few places you can go. I mean, there's a Doctor Ocean conference happening on the West Coast, Southern uh, Southern Orange County, right? This Friday. That, oh that, no, sorry, this Saturday, but Friday we got the mm-hmm. hangout. But there's also, you know, Together for the Gospel happening in April. Now, together for the, here's the thing: you've got Scripture, yep, right, and then you got the Doctrine and Devotion concert, mm-hmm. obviously beneath that, yeah, and then, but the just beneath that is Together for the Gospel. Together for the Gospel. It's a if you don't know, Together for the Gospel is this it's this little conference that happens every other year, yep, in uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, and I think it has like ten thousand people or something like that. Ah, it, they're almost reaching that Jofo level. Keep keep trying, guys. Truth is, um. That conference, Together for the Gospel, is a conference that you should, if you, especially if you've never been, you have to go to this. If you, you want to hear what it sounds like when ten thousand people get together and sing songs yeah. full of faith to the Lord with one voice? It's incredible, and it's not a big show with like loud rock music overwhelming the voices of the congregation. So you definitely want to do this. So Together for the Gospel this year, the theme is entrusted with the gospel, and you know they're going to have guys like Legan Duncan and Mark Dever and John Piper and Kevin Deasy and Al Mohler, but they're also going to have guys like H.P. Charles and Greg Gilbert and Trip Lee, Edmore, David Platt. And Richard Chen, like this is uh, that's a good lineup. That is a good lineup. Great preaching. You can have great fellowship. The and there, book there deals. may or may not be the Jofo. You know, if enough of you keep asking together for the gospel to bring in the Jofo, maybe you'll see us on stage. Yeah. And now there is a you know they love us so much. They love us so much that they're giving our listeners a a discount code. You just use the code Doctrine and yep. save ten hundred dollars. Get in. No, no, no one hundred. One hundred. Ten dollars. Oh, ten dollars. You just oh, confused me yeah, for a second. I know. I tried. Goodness. I tried to I was throw like, you out like, there. Oh, and you did. It's not a hundred dollars. It's ten bucks off. It's ten bucks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, get in. Early bird pricing is happening now. Use that promo code Doctrine to save. It's got to be so so good. I love it. So, Jimmy, if we can't, um, if we can't come to know God and be certainly reconciled to God through faith in Christ through general revelation, we can only get there through God's special revelation. Um, then what should this paragraph to motivate us? How should it motivate us? What what should the inability of general revelation and the ability of special revelation uh, produce in us as Christians and as churches? Yeah, I mean, it, it should produce in us this desire to to mine scripture right this desire to read god's word as we as we read in there and we see who jesus is what he has done the love that that god has for us uh we should we should really want uh to grow in our knowledge of the word of god mm. and also i because i totally agree you can't know god apart from it and you're, yeah. you're made to know him so and it's what a, what a treasure what a gift and and he gives it to us in like poetry and in narrative yeah. and epistles. I mean, God is so kind. But it also should compel us to be evangelists to tell people like, listen, no one's gonna figure it out on their own. You didn't figure it out on your own. Your parents or your buddy or your coworker yeah. or your grandparents or some preacher on the street. Somebody had to tell you about Jesus. And so, why would you assume that God isn't calling you to do the same? Yeah, God calls His people, all of us, to be ambassadors of Christ. And it should move us because, listen, if you love your if, if you love God and you believe he's worth making known, then you're going to want to tell. And if you love your neighbor and you want to see them redeemed and transformed. You want and, them to have that same hope that you have. Right. right? You, want, you want them to share. I mean, it's like, it's like in 1 John. We 
are writing these things so that you will have fellowship with us because we have fellowship with Jesus. We want you to be with us. We yeah. want you to join this family. I mean, that's it's this great invitation that is that is really um, moved in the hearts of people who believe these truths to such a degree that they know that heaven and hell are in the balance, that hmm. that people that the Imago Dei being restored in men and women is is hanging in the balance, that that the glory of God being manifested in this world to a greater degree is what hangs in the balance. Uh, so when we tell people about Christ, whether they believe or not, you are glorifying God. You are declaring God's excellencies. You are making him known. And you are being used by God as, uh, as a means by which people can enter the kingdom. Without that, without people doing that, there are no means mm. by which they will come, right? We've got to have preachers who are sent, and that isn't just formal preachers or missionaries. That's every person, uh, including teens, little kids. I mean, little kids. I mean, I have seen parents come to church and be converted because their little kids have been coming to a youth group or an Awana yeah. program. Yep. And they're like, Mommy, Daddy, I want you to come. I want you to come and hear about Jesus. And they're like, fine, <sighs> I'll go. And they go for all the wrong reasons. It doesn't matter. Once that once that ministry of the word is there, God will do whatever He wants. So I think that for me, um, I think evangelism is is sort of the external thing that it should compel us to. And like you were saying, the more internal thing is it's like we we should not mind the scriptures, and one will lead to the other, and it yeah. goes both ways, right? I want to tell people about Jesus. Well, if I want to do that, I, I need to go back to the Word so I can know more and yeah. see how to better do this. And and if you do our study in the Word, then you're just going to be so excited about what you know, and you're going to be compelled as an ambassador to tell others. So paragraph two is good, man. It's It seems like, oh, it's the kind of thing you can look at and go, oh, well, it says that you can't be saved by general revelation. Okay. Well, what are the implications? And it's always what we're looking for. What are the implications of what we're looking at and what we're studying? What are the implications of Psalm 19 or Romans 1? Those are the passages to be in as you're considering paragraph 2. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Thank you.